0: I've been well, Steve. How about you? Doing very well. Thanks for the uh, time you're giving us today. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, this this is a big decision, obviously. When you want to put a statue to somebody up front, uh, in front of the building, what went into this decision? Because obviously, Roy Halliday and the connection to Penn State with his son coming here to Penn State to be a pitcher, so there's a deep connection here as well. So, what do you what do you think uh, about this decision? What went into it?
1: I think a lot that went into it is that Roy Halladay is one of the most popular players that's ever played for this organization, and he did certainly have a short peak in terms of how long he was really good. He pitched four seasons for the Phillies, 12 in Toronto, and really the first two seasons were the only ones where he was really Roy Halladay. But lots of people look back at those two seasons as some of the most memorable of their lives. I know at the end of 2019, when we were going through countdowns of the best seasons individual players had, I had number one and number two were his 2010 and 2011 seasons. So a lot of people look back at Roy Halladay as maybe the most dominant Philadelphia athlete they've seen in their lifetime, certainly in the last 15 to 20 years, and I think with that and the fact that he had been inducted into the Hall of Fame last uh, summer, the Phillies elected to have his number retired.
0: All right, so now uh, you know when he threw the no-hitter in the playoffs against the Reds, I mean, we just talked uh, recently about Don Larson passing away and his perfect game. Uh, now, Halliday pitched the second no-hitter. What was it like watching that as you're going through game one of the playoffs of the Reds and he's doing this?
1: It was one of those moments where (laughs) I I think you knew, like around the fifth or sixth inning, that if there's anyone that's going to do this in their first playoff start ever – it's Roy Halladay. I remember when he was inducted onto the Wall of Fame a couple summers ago, Mike Schmidt talking about how the first time he met Roy Halladay, he was almost intimidated by Roy Halladay. This is Mike Schmidt, the, the greatest third baseman of all time, was intimidated intimidated by him. And Roy Halladay was intimidated by nothing and no one. So for him to come out and do that in his first playoff appearance, uh, it, it almost fell par for the course for Roy Halladay, which isn't something you would say for very many people in the history of organized sports so uh, it it was one of the most memorable days and obviously the Phillies have won two World Series titles but I think when you ask someone outside of Pennsylvania that doesn't really have any connection to the Phillies what moment in Phillies history comes to mind it's absolutely the Roy Halladay playoff no-hitter because teams have won World Series teams win World Series every year two people in MLB history have thrown no-hitters in the playoffs, and Roy Halladay's one of them.
0: It's interesting. Penn State was getting ready for the 2010 uh, Outback Bowl. Uh, and, in fact, it would end up being Urban Meyer's last game as the head coach of Florida in the end. It was also the last bowl game Joe Paterno coached. And Joe was telling me the Phillies were very gracious. And they let Penn State practice in Clearwater. And he said he said, You won't believe this, Steve. He says, Here is he, he, like like right after Christmas, they're down there it was a New Year's Day game. He says, Roy Halliday's down here. He says working out and working and working, working. And then he took a lot of time to talk with Joe and a couple of other people. And he said, He's such an impressive guy. But that told you about the work that told me about the intense work ethic of this guy. That here it is between Christmas and New Year's and he's the only Philly down there working.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had a legendary work ethic, and I think that's something that we say about lots of great athletes, and it's true in most cases, but Roy Holiday took that even to another level, and it was one of the reasons he was able to have He didn't have a long career overall, but his peak was so sustained and so successful. And a majority of it came in the American League East with a lot of guys that had extra enhancements uh, during that time. So uh, for him to have that peak, he needed that uh, work ethic. And that's uh, really his legacy, I think, is how hard he worked.
0: How was he with the media?
1: It was a bit before my time covering the team, but my understanding is he I don't think he was someone that sought out uh media attention necessarily, but I had never got the impression that he was unfriendly to people. But he is this kind of like larger than life character. Like you you look back at Roy Holiday, it's hard for me, even as someone that was observing the team at that time, to look back and say, Oh, I remember this specific press conference and there were certainly a ton of great moments but I just remember Roy Halliday on the mound And he was kind of one of those people There's certain artists that are like this too That you don't really want to get into their world You want to just think of them As this like almost mythical cult-like figure That they are when they're in their element And that's kind of how Roy Halliday was
0: uh, What kind of impression, Tim, did you get If you had the opportunity to uh, to, uh, observe, to talk to others about what kind of clubhouse guy he was?
1: He was strong, he's a lead-by-example guy is always the, the impression I got. And his work ethic is something that emanated not only in the Phillies clubhouse, but across the league. And I, I remember an article coming out shortly after his passing it might have been in dead spin i don't remember for sure where uh, a player said that he was your favorite player's favorite player and i I think that speaks to it these guys see so many tremendous players and all-time greats and hall of famers that when they're in awe, almost of watching someone that kind of puts in perspective how legendary of a career that that player had uh, it,
0: it, obviously, this was a time where what they had Cole Hamels, they had Cliff Lee, they had Roy Halladay. Uh, in some ways, as exciting a time was it when you look back on it, was it a, in some ways an unfulfilled time?
1: To a degree. I mean, they, 2011 is the, the best Phillies regular season in terms of wins that they've ever had. I think it was the most magical season because – something that I never thought would happen and may never happen again in Philadelphia where people nationally were jealous of Philadelphia happened, and they didn't (laughs) win a World Series that year. So, uh, And then after that, things kind of collapsed for a variety of reasons. Lots of guys, Halliday included, kind of hit a wall after 2011. So yeah, to a degree, I do think of that, but I look at Roy Holliday those first two years he was in Philadelphia and it was just kind of amazing because every single time he took the ball you expected him to throw a complete game so yeah I think it is like a footnote on his time in Philadelphia that yeah it kind of stinks that he didn't win a World Series but that's not his legacy in Philadelphia. Him, and the same goes for Cliff Lee. Obviously, Cole Hamels was on the two thousand and eighteen team, but that group. You say it's disappointing they didn't win it, but that will always be one of the most memorable seasons in team history.
0: Oh, ab- absolutely! Look, to me, you know what that tells you, and this goes back to something I discussed yesterday following the Super Bowl, Tim. It tells you how hard it is to win. I mean, Andy Reid had some great teams over his 21 years, and he finally wins his first Super Bowl. It just shows you how hard it is to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the Phillies that season, and I've been told this by people that played for other teams, people have no connections to the Phillies, that write about other teams, that was one of the most amazing starting pitching rotations they've ever seen. And the year the Phillies won was the year they had Cole Hamels, who came of age early, and then a collection of Brett Myers, who was probably a better hitter that postseason than pitcher, Jamie Moyer, Joe Bland, like it really wasn't a who's who, but they had a great bullpen and a great offense that year, and timely hitting, and the opponents they faced at different times, it is very, very difficult to win, and it's very difficult the stretch they had to be playing in those type of games for five years straight it's very difficult so it is disappointing It will always be disappointing to people how that 2011 season ended but it remains one of the most amazing seasons i've ever seen and obviously roy halliday was at the forefront of that
0: we really appreciate your time tim great job
1: no problem looking forward to the season steve